Hi, and welcome to Quilt Connections. I'm Karen Ponichelle, your host, and today's guest is Michelle May from the Raspberry Rabbits, a company focusing on inspiring creativity and simple living. Welcome, Michelle. Hi there. How are you? Good, good. How are you today? I'm doing great. Thank you. Great, great. So first, let's jump right in and tell me how you got started quilting. Oh, golly. It was in 1989. Um, I was living in Virginia Beach, Virginia, and a friend of mine said, Hey, Shell, do you want to take a quilting class? And I was like, Oh, what? I was 21 years old at the time, and, you know, like everybody back then, we were all doing cross-stitch. And so I love creating things, and I was like, Well, a quilting class? Okay, sure, why not? So this cute little shop I went to called Quilt Works, the owner of it is none other than Charlotte Ann Gotti. So I don't know if you know her, but she's crazy, wonderful, fun woman. Yes. And so she was my quilting teacher. Oh, and wow. So that's how I got started. And it's it's honestly impossible not to fall in love with quilting and be addicted to it when you have Charlotte Ann Gotti as your first teacher. Oh, that's great. Yes, I've heard of her. She's, yeah. she's wonderful. She's wonderful. She is. Well, she is. I I was, uh, uh, and so fast forward, you now are, you've been, you're known as the, the crazy bunny lady, is that correct? That is correct, yes. Every time people see, you know, a rabbit or something like that, they think of me because I have, um, I have rescue rabbits that I've had for a long time, and the name of my company is the Raspberry Rabbits. And so I've been blogging and all that for years and usually do little stories about rabbits and things. So everybody everybody knows me as the crazy bunny lady. Oh, that's great. That's great. Uh, so also, uh, I know you love designing and teaching, and your approach to uh, teaching is a little bit different. Um, tell us about that. Yeah. Um, really, I'm, I just love to inspire individual creativity. You know, I guess being a quilter all these years and taking a lot of classes and seeing, you know, what's out there and, you know, just being a designer in general. Um, and, and plus, because I have a background in um, interior decorating, and I just know that everybody's house and style is different. And I'm kind of a nonconformist. I'm not one of those people that thinks, oh, everybody should do the same thing and have all this stuff the same way. And so when I started designing my classes, I really thought about that. And I thought, you know, how can I teach something that would be really fun and have a structure to it of, okay, well, this is what we're making, but give people the freedom to make their own color and design choices. And so... I call my classes playdates instead of workshops because who wants to work? That's what you have a J-O-B for. Right. And so I like to play. I mean, kids have playdates, dogs have playdates. We as women need some playdates with our friends. And so the classes are designed for all of us to get together, and we work on one project, but I bring tons of wool, uh, spelt, and Valdani threads, and beads, and embellishments, and all kinds of stuff. And everybody gets to spend the afternoon just creating their own thing and being their own designer. And I love that. I love the energy that is in the room, the happiness that's there because people are making something that they feel good about. And it's just a lot of fun. I love it. Oh, that's wonderful. That sounds like fun. Um, let's see. I know um, I saw your tagline, Designs That Inspire. Oh, that's a wonderful tagline. When did you um, come up with that and... Um, 
you know, how do you inspire? You know, it was a couple years ago I really thought about it. I was just, you know, I had made a lot of patterns. I had been to quilt market and kind of looked at that as just being a, a pattern designer, but it really stifled my creativity when I felt like I needed to just pump out patterns to get to stores and things like that. Plus, I specialize in reverse wool applique, which is a little different, and I use wool felt, which isn't in, found in a lot of stores. And so I just really started thinking about that, that, you know, I'm just not a good fit for, like, kind of being a Walmart mass producer of something. And I, I, I focused more on the fact that I love to see the creativity that can come out of people if they're just inspired by a design. And also I'm kind of, um, I tell people I'm like two notches above being a minimalist. Um, and I like to use up things that we already have, you know. I mean, people just have so much stuff and it's like, you know, it can be overwhelming and, you know, do you have all these things you're never going to use? And, well, let me make some designs that inspire you to use up the things that you have. And so that's kind of where where I'm headed and where I've been headed over the past two years now. Okay, okay, that's great. That's great. Um, yeah. I, I know you talked about wool felt. Where do you where do you get uh, some of your wool felt? What's talk to me? I don't know a lot about wool felt, so tell me more about that. Well, there's you know there's there's felted wool, which is a hundred percent wool that's been washed dried and then it it becomes felted. Okay. And then there's wool felt, and I use um, National Nonwovens brand. They're a USA company. Um, they've been around for over a hundred years, and what they have it's a blend of wool and rayon. Oh. Okay. And so it's less expensive than a hundred percent wool. Um, it's not the same stuff that you find like in the craft stores. That's acrylic, which kind of melts and gets icky under the iron. Right. This stuff is um, it, it cuts really well. I like a nice clean edge to my um, applique. Uh -huh. So it gives it more of a modern look instead of a primitive look. Oh, okay. And there's lots of people. I don't carry it on my site just because I'm a one woman operation and my bunny and cat refuse to package orders or do inventory. Uh -huh. So <laughs> But there's lots of stores. Actually, CommonwealthFelt.com is National Nonwoven's retail store, and um, and they carry it. And it's also, there's some independent folks that sell on Etsy and, of course, Amazon. They carry everything. You can find it there, too. Okay. Okay, cool, cool. And I know you mentioned uh, Valdani um, threads. Uh, that's that, Those are really beautiful threads. Tell me more about I, that. Uh, Yes, I love them. They're so sweet. So when I started um, in 2012, actually 2006, I started kind of um, working around designing and thinking about what I wanted to do, and I really wanted to partner with a thread company. And I had talked to a bunch of the big names out there, and none of them really wanted to work with uh, somebody just starting out. You know, if you're not a big-name person a lot of times, they, they don't want to really work with you. Right. And I happened to find Valdani and contacted Dana, who's the owner, and her daughter, Daniela. Um, and they're so great. And they said, we would love to work with you. You know, we have our our threads are uh, hand-over-dyed. They're color-fast. And the big thing to me, being a, a tree-hugger environmental person, is that they're... Dying methods don't hurt the environment. Mm. 
And that was important to me. Oh, right. And plus, they're just, they're so beautiful, and, you know, the, they're a great company to work with, and I just, I love them, so I've been with them ever since. Oh, that's great. So, when you have, you have a couple of lines of um, threads with them, are there any specific uh, names uh, that we should look for? I have um, a couple collections with them. I have one that's called um, Wilmington, which is after where I live in Wilmington, North Carolina. Uh-huh. And I have one out right now um, that I designed with a friend of mine in England called Wonderland Woods. That one's out. And there's two, two other ones, Folk Art Fusion and then Folk Art Fusion 2. Those collections are both out as well. Oh, okay. Great, great. Yeah. Yeah. Do, do you carry, you carry those um, and you sell those, is that correct? I have um, I have the collection Wonderland Woods collection on my website, but normally I just take um, what I keep in stock is what I carry to my classes, or if I'm vending a show, I sell them at shows. But it's too hard for me to try to keep up with selling them on my website. So oh, okay. okay, I just I usually just bring them to class. I bring tons of them, and it's like all this eye candy all over the table. Everybody gets so excited when they come into class and they see all this color, and they're like, oh my god. We get to play with all that. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, also, uh, let's see. Tell tell me about like um, I think when we were talking earlier, um, you talked about your favorite embroidery stitches. What are some of those? Yeah, uh, you know, there's there's so many great stitches out there. I mean, some of the you know wonderful embroidery people out there. You know, Judith Baker Montano, of course, Sue Spargo. She's just amazing. Um, but I, again, being this minimalist kind of person, I, I really like to use five stitches over and over. I feel like it, um, it's, it inspires me and pushes me to go, okay, how can I, can I work with just five things and make them look different? What can I do with five stitches to make this look totally different? And it stretches me as an artist. So, I use um, a stab stitch, a lazy daisy, mm-hmm. a French knot, a back stitch, and there's one other one. It'll come to me. That's all right. Uh, yeah, it'll come to me. Okay, <laughs> that's fine. I'm, I'm like that too. That too. Um, let's see. Um, also, your um, your your classes or your play dates. Um, what specific classes do you um, do you have? Um, right now, I've got my beekeeper pincushion, which everybody loves. Usually, it's so funny when people see it; they're like, "Oh my gosh, it's a lot bigger!" You know how it is on the on the computer. You know, it like, "Oh, it's just so tiny looking." But it's actually an eight inch round pincushion, and the um, everybody at class there's five flowers they get to pick from, and then they put their flower on there, and then the little bee is. It's called a beekeeper because the bee holds your embroidery scissors. So that one's really fun. I taught that in Houston this past year, um, and it sold out right away. I'm getting ready the end of February to teach it at the Mid-Atlantic Quilt Festival in Hampton, Virginia, and it Mm. sold out there right away. Oh, that's awesome. So Yeah, so it's been super fun. And um, I also teach, I just got back from Ann Arbor, Michigan, and I taught beekeeper up there, and I also taught my heartfelt notes, which is postcards with all these different hearts. The same kind of idea that uh, my students get to pick from three hearts, and then they design it in class, and there are these cutie little postcards because it's, it's super 
super fun to still send snail mail, and mm-hmm. I think sending art through the mail is just a wonderful thing. And the heartfelt notes could be, you know, for anything. They don't have to be for Valentine's. They could just be for a birthday or telling somebody special how much you love them or, you know, a sympathy card or anything. You just send this little piece of art through the mail. Oh. I love it. Oh, yeah. That's that's a that's a great thing to do. I, 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 yeah. love, I love snail mail, too. You know, it's nice to yeah. receive receive a card. Um, it sure is. I know you just said that you're a tree hugger, and I and you know about uh, you like you promote recycling. And I think when we talked earlier, you talked about something I hadn't heard of, which is the Great American Destash. Tell me more about that. Yeah. So I've heard it, you know, and I can't remember where I originally heard that from, but it was a bunch of people talking about, oh my gosh, you know, like they're they had a family member or a friend pass away who was a quilter and there's like just all this stuff you know all these fabrics and all these things and oh my gosh we're never gonna what are we gonna do with it and it really started people thinking about their own stash and that kind of thing and so people were referring to it as the great american d stash and on facebook there's actually two groups that i know of there's one called um fabric d stash and then they have like nineteen thousand members and there's you know everybody goes on there and they buy and sell basically their stash you know Uh getting Uh rid of it Uh and then you know or there's somebody that's like oh my gosh i just need one more yard of this fabric from you know 2007 you know and then somebody will have it and then um, the other group on there is um, Fabric D Stash for those who aren't cray cray, which I thought was kind of funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> and it's funny that they have 37,000 plus members, you know, so they're like even a bigger group. I'm like, okay, so I guess there's more people that aren't cray cray. So anyway, it was just really funny. But they do the same thing. So that's another group where people, you can go on there and buy and sell and and get rid of you know things you have oh that's great to know and you know that's that's so timely for me you, you saying that about you know uh the d stash um in my uh, quilt b um one of the uh uh, not one of the members of the B, but one of the uh, the guild members ha- had just passed away, and uh, we had gotten a lot of her her fabrics, and uh, we were looking through it, and we were all picking um, some of the the fabrics that we wanted to you know take home and uh, um, and make make things with. But you know it's it's it, it's it's sad yet it's it's so sweet to you know kind of go through someone's you know stash and look at the fabrics that they liked and things that they had already cut up that they were meant to use and exactly um, you know it it was it was really sweet we were all oh look at this look at that oh you know it's 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 fun to look at someone else's stash because you know you have you find that you have a lot of things in common and then they have a lot of uh, you know a lot of things you know that they that they have that you would never think of buying um so exactly exactly and it's kind of you know it really does it's a reflection of that person and their life too you know you it's funny how you can really see that person through the the things that they collected the fabrics and things that they had and loved you know right right yep yep yeah one of the ladies in my quilt guild here in wilmington she just um she had cleaned out her mom's house and found original 1930s fabrics and just made a quilt out of it, out of original 30s fabrics that she found stashed away in her mom's house. 
Oh, it's wow. beautiful. It's just stunning. And I'm like, what a great treasure that is, you know, yeah. to have it from her mom and to have, you know, beautiful fabrics from them that that made it, you know, that didn't get eaten up by moths or destroyed by time or, you know, I was like, what a treasure that is to have such a beautiful quilt, you know. Right, right, right. That That's wonderful. That's so sweet. Yeah. So you live in Wilmington. So tell me about Wilmington. And I want to know about your studio in Wilmington. Oh, I love this town. I, um, My husband and I moved here in 2015. Uh, we had lived 22 years in New Bern, North Carolina, which is about an hour and a half north of here. Mm-hmm. And for 11 years, I stalked Wilmington. My girlfriends and I, we would call it country come to town because <laughs> New Bern's a small town with not a lot of shopping. And we would come to Wilmington with our coolers and we'd go to like Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and stock up and spend the whole day, you know, having a wonderful lunch and, and, um, there was this neighborhood that uh, every time while we would head back home, I would drive through this neighborhood. I'm like, one day I'm going to live here. I just love this neighborhood. And then I would drive past this grocery store. That's where I'm going to. That's my grocery store. That's where my post office is. This is the gas station I'll go to. And I always told my husband if you know you could ever get a transfer to he he works civil service, and so I said if you could ever get a transfer to this other base, then we could move to Wilmington. And in 2015, it happened, and so and I actually live in the neighborhood that I stalked all those years. Oh, that's <laughs> so, wonderful. It was, like, so exciting. And uh, I live about a mile as the crow flies from the ocean, and we have a beautiful downtown area and, of course, the beach, and we have shopping. It's just it's just such a fun place to live. I love it. Oh. And um, my little uh, cottage, um, being I'm a ex interior decorator, it always stays with you. And so right now we uh, we are redoing our cottage, and um, I ca- I've been doing blog posts called In a Fix. So I take people through the little journey of, okay, this is what this was, and this is how I've transformed it into this. And so right now my studio is um it's painted a darker color than what i can handle but it'll get painted but i love this studio because it's just full of windows i have three giant windows that look down the street and there's just all these charming little houses and white picket fences and beautiful trees and this neighborhood is so nice because um like people that have kids the kids feel safe and the parents feel safe enough to let their kids ride their bikes up to the pool by themselves. And I just think that's so charming because in today's world, you know, it's so scary. People don't want to let their kids go anywhere by themselves. Yeah. And it's just so nice, you know, to see like the older sister and the the siblings, you know, riding their bikes to going up to the pool together. And it's just really nice, you know. Right, right. Kind of like, I love that. Like an old time, old timey place going back, going back in time. That sounds sweet. Yeah, yeah. When things were simple, you know. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Um, yeah. So what else? What um? What other future plans uh, do you have? What Where are you going to be teaching next? I think you m- mentioned a couple of places, but any place else? Any small? Any uh, like guilds or smaller? Anything smaller shows or anything? Oh, yeah. This year, I'm like crazy. I'm booked solid for this year. I'm actually taking booking dates into 2019 now. 
Um, but I'm, of course, Mid-Atlantic comes up, and then I'm going to be teaching for two different guilds in Georgia. I'm going to be teaching in, um, out your way, I'll be teaching for the um, uh, Mooresville Guild. Yeah. I'll be teaching in Charlottesville, Virginia. Um, gosh, a couple other plugs. Jacksonville, North mm-hmm. Carolina. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, pretty much every month except for... August and December. I have two months that I'm not teaching, which I'm using as just design time. So, right That's to a- work on some new ideas. But I love it. It's you know you kind of know what you're good at in life when you're. I'm going to be 50 in March, and it's like you kind of just realize that this is what I'm good at, and this is what I really love to do. And teaching and inspiring creativity and friends is what I love to do the best. Yep. And why do anything else? That's right. That's right. Right, right. Uh, let's see. And and finally, uh, what is your your website if someone wants to get a hold of you and see um, your your patterns and your work and um, contact you? Yeah, it is uh, the Raspberry Okay, great, great. Well, thanks so yeah, much. I sell all, sure, I sell all my designs as PDF downloads, so you can be in your jammies in the middle of the night yeah. and download a design. And and I always encourage people, you know, you don't have to use wolf felt. In fact, I just got an email from a lady that said she's um, she bought my Peter's pumpkin pattern, and she made it out of um, upholstery fabrics, and I cannot wait to see how that looks. So oh. she's going to meet me in, in Virginia, and she's going to bring it. And so I'm so excited to see how that turned out with upholstery fabrics instead of the wool. Oh, yeah, that'll be great. That'll be great. Yeah. Well, thank you, Michelle, for joining us today. It was really fun uh, talking with you. Uh, let's see. And on a final note, um, I'd like to say uh, a big thank you to the German publication uh, Patchwork Professional. Patchwork Professional, um, they profiled me in the January issue, um, and my article is titled, um, I'll Never Be a Quilter. Um, and many years ago I thought I would never be a quilter because I thought quilting was just for old ladies and of course I've um, learned to never say never so thanks again for listening and hope you make a quilt connection today